Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Talking about um, Brian Robinson last year, you said he was not uh, particularly efficient, but he was effective. I've said that to my wife all the time. I guess went for that drink. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I, just, I, I, I can't tell you how many times uh, Beth and I have been on a date night. I've been like, listen, this is not going to be efficient, but it will be effective. <laughs> Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and Jay Croucher. And, fellas, we got a very, uh, maybe not efficient, but effective day on tap. Denny Carter's joining the show. What's yeah. on tap for the weekend coming yep. up? All the latest on injuries. A thousand percent. Not efficient. Very effective. This Gets the job done. <laughs> Statement of the show. Constantly. It's, it's, it's the story of my life. Listen, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be anything you brag about. But, you know, it's going to get the job done. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's what we're talking about here. That's what we do here on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. We get the job done. Not in a great way. Not in a way that you're proud of. Not in a way that you wake up in the morning saying, like, that was awesome. But in a, Good way, enough. That, a way that we're like, all right. You took a lot of shots yesterday, Matthew. You yeah. kind of aimed for the gag target quite a few times. It was good. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, what you've got to I'm say. Punch drunk. Yeah. I'm still punch drunk. <laughs> By the way, breaking news into the, uh, into the Fantasy Bowl Happy Hour set. Well, we've got a lot coming up. We'll figure it all out. We'll talk about Thursday night. we got Denny. Blah, 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 blah. But uh, Looks like Deshaun Watson has a little shoulder issue and was limited at practice, uh, had a throw at practice, and, uh, and then was, de- he was taken aside by a trainer, as reported by yeah, The Athletic, much. and now the line is moving towards Baltimore, as you would expect, and uh, inching towards pick. I thought that was interesting. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking, on, uh, looking on DraftKings right now, um, and the current line was uh, Ravens plus two and a half, it's still at plus two and a half. Does Deshaun Watson not move the line? I they mean, like DTR? Fans of DTR? It's come out that they've just released that he was limited, which limited normally means you're throwing, but the beat report, uh, and I'll get that name, was that he basically called over to the trainer after his first throw of practice and then DTR came in. So, look, these things, you never know with line moves because sometimes people just want more information before they bet it and really trigger a line move. But, uh, yeah, I would be betting the Ravens at plus two and a half. Yeah, I, I just I just literally, like literally you just saw me do that right on air. I literally just put down money on Ravens plus two and a half and Ravens money line. Yeah, go yeah, Ravens. I mean, like, I, I, which I think is, by the way, I think there's a chance the Ravens win regardless, but sure. certainly, um, you know, we like DTR, but we don't think... We like Lamar Jackson more. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's okay. And that's okay. That's the point. Yeah. That's yes. the point, is that, you know, I mean, like, no Nick Chubb and now no Deshaun Watson. I think you that's would true. have to... Yeah. You wouldn't feel nearly as good. Uh, DTR 
super mobile, right? Oh, and yeah. like he, by the way, he'd be an interesting. This is my initial take: is that he'd be an interesting. You know, if you're playing like DraftKings DFS and you're like, like he'll be really cheap. Like I think he's interesting in a GPP because he'll get you some rushing yards. And if you're desperate at quarterback, I could see you doing worse. But I think you have to you have to lower expectations for Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and David Njoku, who already hasn't really produced this year. Yep, and that was from Zach Jackson uh, at the Athletic. Uh, at Akron Jackson on Twitter. We saw Watson For By the way, throw. that's a great Twitter handle. It's a great handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Akron yeah. Jackson, yeah. nice job. Yeah, that's better the first than, time uh, I've heard that. Better than uh, at Connor J. Rogers. Yes. Uh, yeah. We saw Watson throw one pass, then he walked over to the trainer at the start of practice. Have to guess DTR is getting prepped to play. We'll hear from Stefanski in an hour. So that's yeah. pretty ominous yeah. as far as limited practice yeah, reports yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I would guess that Super. he's probably not going to play based off of that, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Brain was really working there. Uh, working no, well, I was going to tread on. carefully in no. this zone in yeah. particular. I just, I just, I had a joke. Yeah, I had a joke in terms of what kind of treatment Deshaun Watson might get on that shoulder, and then I thought ah, that's probably too far over the line. And then like, and then I, and then I, and then I redid Good the filter. joke in my head, yeah. thinking, well, maybe I could. And I'm like, nah, that's still probably too dicey. Yes. And so, yeah, that was the process. You just so you know, just so you can understand. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I just anyway, we. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Browns. These are all the kind of things in terms of what to expect from the Browns' offense with either a limited Deshaun Watson or Dorian Thompson-Robinson under center. These are the kind of topics that Jake Croucher and I will discuss with Michael Smith and Taylor Swift. <laughs> Maybe. Allegedly. At, uh, allegedly. Um, at, uh, on Fantasy Football Pregame, yeah. live, 11 a.m. Eastern, one, all the way up until kickoff, 1 o'clock Eastern, on Peacock and also live from the uh, Applebee's set at MetLife Stadium in the parking lot there. Again, we have yep. not heard confirmation uh, from Taylor or her representatives that mm. she's coming, but we also haven't gotten a no. Yep. We just haven't gotten a response, so who, it could be anything. Yep. Insiders are I working on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they know she's going to the I, game. My guess is there are, they're figuring out the tickets and the security, and then just, we're on the list. Well, I'm sure we'll get a response later today yep. after we're off air. Just saying, yeah, 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 we'll come by like, you know, at 1130 or, you know, Star started lineup on pre yeah. Brad, Brad Pitt will be in seg two. Yeah, 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 Barack yeah. Obama seg three. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a great thousand show. percent. Can't, can't wait. Uh, just all the stars will be there. Um, I heard she's bringing Kelsey too okay. before the game uh, as well. So yeah. it'll be uh, we're going to talk to both of them. Let's let's uh, let's get into Roto World Player News. Donna or Travis is, is definitely the question when you say Kelsey or Jason or Jason. Why not Jason? Might all, Jason well, I think, I think what right. I from what I understand is we're going to need a bigger table because they're all coming. Yes. the entire yeah. Kelsey the entire clan, clan, which includes Taylor Swift now. The entire it's just, Kelsey it's just clan, a mess. Uh, yeah, along with Taylor Swift and. Maybe Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, a lot of, it'll ambition. be great. Just tune in for the whole show. You can't wait to see our exclusive interview with Taylor Swift. Yeah. There was a football game last night, believe it or not. Kind of. It kind, kind of a football of. game Half last football night game. as the Lions take care of business at Lambeau. Uh, shout out to the Lions fans that packed out Lambeau Dude. Field. That was maybe Dude, the, what more surprising than the game, yeah, right? seeing that before the game. But the story of this one, guys, David Montgomery, we wake up yesterday morning. We don't know if he's going to play. 24 hours later, David Montgomery's the story of fantasy. Jay, 32 carries, 121 yards, and most importantly, three touchdowns for the Lions' workhorse running back. Yeah, I guess his thigh or whatever is fine. <laughs> just straight into Dan Campbell was I mean, always right. The fact that he was questionable in a way and then just gets 32 carries, gets the three touchdowns as well. He's getting the goal line work. He is now the favorite in the market to lead the league in rushing touchdowns, which would be a nice encore to Jamal Williams right. doing last season as the... Uh, the Detroit Lions running back. So, yeah, I mean, you called it, Matthew, earlier in the season. He's been a workhorse. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, we'll get to him. But Dave Montgomery's the locked and loaded. I mean, borderline RB1 
one at this point. At oh, least 17 yes. touches and 12 fantasy points. Like, again, not effective, but efficient. Like, he gets it done. The other way. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, 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 you were not talking efficient. about yourself, sorry. not the right. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Not, that's, sorry, thank you. Not efficient, but certainly effective. Like, the volume's going to be there. It is one of the best offensive lines in football. It's one of the reasons why we said throughout the preseason, hey, at cost, we prefer David Montgomery to Jameer Gibbs. Like, I know he's not sexy or fun or exciting like Gibbs, but we're going to look up a year from now, and he's going to have 250 carries and double-digit touchdowns. You know what? The and sneaky, he's well on his way. The sneaky thing about Montgomery as well, it became very clear last night, they don't trust Jared Goff. They do not trust him around the goal line. I understand that Goff has been good the past year and a bit, but they don't want to put the ball in his hands if they don't have to. And you saw it on the pick, which as soon as Jared Goff leant back and kind of pushed that pass on the first drive, you just felt something bad was going to happen. So, I, And I think it's the right approach with Goff, who is very, he's been very solid, but at the same time, he does have these moments of madness, and they will run it at the goal line if they can. They and, really- and they can. That's oh, sorry. No, and they can. Yes. Yes. They don't yeah. need to trust Jared Goff in the goal line. Yeah. That's They're a running team. Yep. That's what they want to be. Yes. Yep. Like they again, the, the strength of that team is that offensive line, and so they really like him. And we, you know, and I got to give credit to Jason Garrett, my colleague on Football Night in America, my friend Coach Garrett, who's been a friend of the show too. By the way, sure. we've had Coach here, but like he talked about this, and this is something I brought up on the in our preseason was just like he went out to to Lions camp to interview Dan Campbell for the opening night game, the, you know, the Lions-Chiefs game. And he was just like, he was there at, at Lions camp for a couple of days, and he's just like, I'm telling you, they love David Montgomery. They love him between the tackles. They love – that's what they want to do. They want to be – you know, I mean, there's all the cliches, but the cliches sometimes are cliches because they're true. Dan Campbell is an old-school football coach who wants to – I'm going to run the ball, and I'm going to play good defense, and we're, you know, and like – and we're going to bite their kneecaps and whatever, all the, all the, you know, all the stuff we love about Dan Campbell. But, I mean, like, again – it's one of the best offensive lines in football. He's a workhorse running back. That's why they brought him in here. They like him more than Jamal Williams. He's better for that role. So this is not a fluke. It is why Dave Montgomery was on my preseason love list. It is why I have a ton of David Montgomery. It's one of the reasons why, Jay, I couldn't get Luke Musgrave into my lineup last yesterday. We talked about it. We showed it. Well, you you know, I got a lot of grief draft day because I took David Montgomery over Alexander Madison. That is looking uh, smart at the moment. We'll see. No. Lot, lot of play, uh, a lot of NFL to go. But, um, look, we're not expecting three rushing touchdowns, but this is much more legit than not. He is a borderline RB1 until future notice. Like, game script also worked in his favor in a big way here. Yeah. And it, it, it worked in his favor in a big way, which is one of the reasons why Jameer Gibbs, Connor, couldn't get on the field here. He couldn't get on the field, and they, don't, they haven't really – they haven't need to lean on Gibbs as much as you would yeah. think. They are scheming up some throws for him, but nothing's really working. They do like him as a change of pace runner. He could be a third down back, but the reality is for the Lions, until we see them play, you know, significantly behind, how often are they constantly targeting Shamir Gibbs? I think people that drafted him where they got him at ADP were hoping for eight targets a game and, and some rush production and we're just not really seeing the Lions need him to do that. They've got one of the easiest schedules in the league as That's well the rest of the way, which is it. almost kind of – usually it's good for your running back. Not in this situation, I think. I think you want them throwing the ball to Gibbs. And we talk often about touchdown-dependent flexes. I don't think Gibbs is really that because he doesn't really get the red zone carries. No. He's more of a big play-dependent flex where I think that for him to provide value, he's going to need to break one uh, each game. Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, I'm just – so, right. Like, he's been very disappointing, especially relative to ADP, right? Single-digit fantasy points in three or four games a season. Two total red zone touches in the three games in which David Montgomery has actually played. 43% of the team snaps, 26 – I'm sorry, 29% of the team's rushes this season. All right. But I'm going to offer some hope. Here I am. Here I am. I'm, I'm your pal, Maddie. here. I'm going to offer some hope to managers of Jameer Gibbs, okay? Like – 
as long like whatever it's a sunk cost in terms of what you spend adp but you're like do i have anything usable here and the answer is yes in this same office it, again dave montgomery is jamal williams for last year jameer gibbs is deandre swift from last year who by the way was a top 15 fantasy running back on a points per game basis last year in this offense and was in fact each of the last three seasons i had uh, uh, uh producer damien go uh, look at this okay Last year, so Jamar Gibbs through the first four games this season, taking out that week three game that David Montgomery was out, right? Because that skews it. So the three games in which Montgomery played through the week, he's averaging 11.7 touches per game, 9.89 fantasy points per game. Okay, 11.7 touches per game. DeAndre Swift through the first four weeks of last year, 11.7 touches per game. Literally the exact same. Yep. Now he averaged fourteen and point nine fantasy fourteen point three. Sorry, he averaged fourteen fantasy points. Uh, Gibbs is averaging nine because Swift had a couple of touchdowns. And I think had Gibbs not tripped over himself in week one and he dances in the end zone, I think the narrative's a little right. bit different on him. The fact is, is Gibbs just hasn't gotten into the end zone there. He did get one red zone touch last night. Obviously that didn't convert. But I just again he's a he's a PPR flex play. And again they didn't. They were running the ball effectively. He's a rookie. They trust Montgomery, obviously, a lot more in pass pro. The, I think the usage for Gibbs will increase somewhat. But to your point, Connor, just as long as you reset your thigh and, like, okay, like I have a big play dependent flex, but he's a guy that has that skill set, like, I think he's going to be okay. Yep. I think this might be the kind of the offense with the most defined roles in the league now, yeah. right? Because it's clearly, it's exactly the same as it was last year, two point with Williams and Swift, just it's Montgomery and Gibbs. It's Amon Ra St. Brown, who's a locked in wide receiver one. It's Sam Laporta, who's a locked in tight end one. And, and he's, the, he's Hawkinson. Yeah, and then yeah. the other guys are just, you know, kind of guys. Josh Reynolds and Marvin Jones Jr., Cliff Ramblin. Like, yeah. they're not really going to provide value outside of Reynolds potentially some weeks, but I mean, we know exactly what right. this team is. And, we'll, and we'll, when Jameson Williams comes back again, we'll, we'll reset our right. Expectations there, and we'll see how much they use him. But it'll take him a little while to get up to speed. But again, there's a lot of usable pieces to this offense. Congratulations to the Lions! Really exciting, by the way. And to your point about schedule, Carolina at Tampa Bay at Baltimore, home to Las Vegas. None of those defenses scare you at all. Yep, they haven't even played the the Bears yet as well. <laughs> Which They're is in the two, division. They get, they get <laughs> two, games. two games against the Bears. Yeah, two games Which, against Minnesota to come as well. That yeah. defense. It's going to be a good year for the Lions. On the other side of things, disaster class for the Packers' backfield, right? Aaron Jones returns from injury, kind of. Five carries, 18 yards. He had one catch for for negative four yards. But on the other side, A.J. Dillon, guys, I mean, it's just not working, right? It's just not working. A.J. Dillon, I have no problem dumping A.J. Dillon. You know what I mean? Like we talked about dropping him last week. If he's still on your roster, feel free to drop him. Aaron Jones, I'm willing to chalk it up to first game back. Might have been a snap count. If you look at the time possession, it was like 37 minutes and, and change for the Lions. Like the, the Packers just didn't have the ball. They were down big early. And so game script worked against Aaron Jones as well. Um, he'll have 10 days. Again, you know, kind of the mini buy here. So 10 days before their next game, which is they're playing the Raiders on Monday Night Football. If somebody's panicking your league on Aaron Jones, I would buy low. I'm he was the number one running back in fantasy week one. He had a bad day at the office. It is what it is. Yep. Getting to the pass catches for the Packers, I think that's maybe the more interesting thing is Romeo Dobbs is a big thing. And yeah. we talk about, you know, Puka Nakua and all the targets he's been getting. Romeo Dobbs might be more sustainable for him the rest of the way because he doesn't have Cooper Cup coming back yeah. into his offense. He's had 25 targets the past two games. He was 9 for 95 in this game, in a game where they didn't, to your point, have the ball that much. And also, really should have had a touchdown on that kind of penultimate drive, but there was the miscommunication and Love throws the pick. So this might be the last 
last chance to buy low-ish in a way on Romeo Dobbs just because had he gone for 105 and a touchdown, you're not buying low. But because they didn't get that last play, maybe there's still a window for Romeo. He's had at least 18 fantasy points in three or four games this season. He's been targeted on 44% of his yep. routes, all of which is great. The only thing I, – I agree with everything you're saying, Jay. My only concern here is, again, Watson, Watson was on a, on a snap yeah. count. And by the way – uh, and we'll get to him in a second, but Luke Musgrave leaves this game early with a uh, with a concussion, and, and so it's just. And Aaron Jones was on a snap count. I just don't know if we know enough yet about this Packers passing offense, but certainly Romeo Dobbs was somebody who impressed last year. He was in and out of the lineup with the injuries, but you know, fourth round guy that I know Connor you talked about yep. last year saying he should have gone a lot earlier. Like he should have. You had, a, I think you had a day two grade on him. Yeah, coming out of Nevada, he was a big play threat. He was somebody that constantly won down the field. But he's also developed – what impresses me with his NFL career is how consistent he is in the short and intermediate area now, too. He doesn't need to just win vertically all the time. So, Dobbs, I know they loved him last year, and Aaron Rodgers was trying to get on the page with the young receivers, and they both got hurt, so yeah. there was inconsistency. Jordan Love's been growing with him. I know Jaden Reed's snap count keeps going up, but I don't think that affects Dobbs at all. I think Dobbs is maybe the most constant in this past game. And – Let's not forget, like Christian Watson, unfortunately, just feels like he's always dealing with something. So it's nice that he's back. Yeah. But the fact that they kind of have to treat him this limited way, I- I'm buying in on Dobbs being consistent. Yeah. By the way, in deeper leagues, Jaden Reed, five or more targets in every game this season, played 66% of the snaps. Like, I, And he almost had a touchdown, too. Like Again, yep. like a slightly better throw, he gets the feed in. Yep. Does he suffer more, though, than Dobbs when Watson gets more up to speed, just the type of receiver that Watson is? Uh, Jaden Reed or yeah. Watson? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that they like Reed as the slot. The other guys, they can all move around. I think Musgrave, we'll see how long he's out. I think that would help Reed because, yeah. once again, you're going to use Musgrave as a big slot. Reed as a traditional small slot. I think Watson and Dobbs, though, they're guys that could play on the inside and outside. Yep. So. Uh, last thing here from this game is Luke Musgrave. I promised you that, that you know, a Luke Musgrave game was coming. Luke Musgrave drank free. Uh, unfortunately, leaves the game very early after one reception for one yard uh, with a concussion. We hope it gets better. Awful. But, I, I mean, like, I took the over on uh, 37.5 receiving yards for um, Musgrave. Their other tight ends combined, six for 39. It would have cashed, <laughs> damn it. Um, so, uh, anyway, you know, just, right. just a bummer. We just hope text DraftKings that. Text yeah. them that stuff. They'll okay. pay out your bet. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they will. Uh, anyway, so what are you going to do? It's uh, we hope you know we hope Musgrave gets better and it clears the concussion protocol early. But just a tough break for all of us that started him last night. Getting away from this game and into the weekend, here are some of the biggest injuries we're tracking. We led the show with the latest around to Sean Watson, but James Conner back at practice in full. Brandon Ayuk working his way back. He's still limited. Austin Eckler and Saquon Barkley dealing with the ankle injuries. They're both limited. Jimmy Garoppolo returned to practice in limited capacity. We know he's in concussion protocol. Hollywood Brown limited with the thumbs. A. Jones still not practicing with the knee. Devontae Smith, a new one, but that's illness. He might have some time here. We'll keep an eye on that one going into fantasy football pregame. Debo Samuel, Jay, he's still not practicing with both the ribs and the knee injury. This could be... It feels like with Debo, it feels like veteran rest in the beginning of the week, but when it goes this long, you have to wonder if he'll even play. Yeah, particularly given their 14-point favorites over the Cardinals. Maybe if this was Sunday Night Football right. against the Dallas Cowboys in a couple of weeks, that would be a different story, but suspect that if there's any doubt over Debo's health, then he won't go. Uh, it's good to see Jimmy Garoppolo practicing. That's a big fashion, one. Because it seemed like he might even miss the game. Now it seems certainly Yeah, that's that a he, big one. Against a defense, be... he could play well against. Yep, absolutely. That's about as fantasy favorable as it gets matchup against the Chargers in a shootout. Yeah, no doubt. 
All right. I agree. All right, let's move on here because we have a very special guest today, guys. Our good friend Denny Carter is joining us for the show. Uh, for Boy, the that's a liberal use of the for word. The for the liberal use. <laughs> hey, Denny. Liberal, it's a, don't you like hey, it? It's a liberal use of the word good. It's, it's candidly a little bit of a liberal use of the word friend. <laughs> like wow. colleague. Colleague. Like, Denny, don't take it personally. He's grouchy today about the Musgrave injury. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, happy hour. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for not wearing the cardigan. Um, I didn't. I didn't dress up. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to act like I'm at a bar. I'm wearing a t-shirt. You know, and <laughs> trying, trying to be one of the guys. Yeah, you should be holding a beer. Yeah, let's get. Let's get Denny a six pack of Bud Light. Let's send him that. Um, I have a well, seltzer. Okay, so. fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, want me to take it away here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, now that you I don't know what we're supposed to ask him. I just I just wanted to make Now that you ran the happy hour train right over yeah. Denny as he joins the show. Denny is oh, joining he's part us. Of the family. He That's writes it. he writes the regression files every single week. Yeah. Players who are overproducing or underproducing based on their workload, playing time and opportunity. Denny, let's start on a a positive note since Barry did not. Yeah. We will uh let's jump right into <laughs> Tony Pollard who you see positive regression for going into this weekend. Yeah, I mean, look He's been fine for fantasy over the first three weeks, but it could be so much more. And I think when that opportunity meets his talent going forward, we're going to have huge blow-up weeks. I actually like him to have sort of a, a blow-up week this week against the uh, the Patriots. Uh, Tony Pollard, 24 rushes inside the 20. That leads the league by 11, okay? Uh, or, uh, well, Dave Montgomery actually uh, crept up on him uh, last night, but... But, I mean, it headed into week four, that, that led by 11. So uh, Pollard is seeing enormously, uh, enormous workloads, great opportunity inside the 10. That's what we want. Uh, again, you're not disappointed, but you, you want a little more. I think you're going to get a little more from Pollard in the coming weeks. I think we might be kind of at the point where the Cowboys might want to hide Dak Prescott a little bit just with how he's played the first three weeks of the season. And his stats don't look as bad, but he threw that pick to Sauce Gardner that Sauce dropped in week right. two. Missed C.D. Lamb wide open in week one. He just didn't, didn't play great in week one, didn't need to. And then was kind of terrible last week. And this is a team, I think, that they want to run the ball, not unlike Detroit's offense. Fantasy success very simply comes from talent and opportunity. We all know and agree on Tony Pollard's talent, and the opportunity has been there. He's the only player in the NFL with 25 or more red zone touches this year. He's had 15 carries inside the 10-yard line through three games, which is three more than he had all of last season as well. So he just hasn't been, you know, he's just gotten unlucky with some of that. So to Denny's point, 100%, like, it's coming. Like, again, this is a guy that has number one running back in fantasy upside. That's within the range of outcomes here for Tony Pollard. So... Uh, certainly, if somebody in your if you're somebody in your league is willing to give him up for less than a top five running back price, pounce because it's coming. Denny, how about another one here in Josh Downs, the rookie wide receiver for the Colts, rookie slot wide receiver, coming off a season high twelve targets last week. He's got the Rams on deck this weekend. Yeah, I mean the good thing about Downs is that the the Colts didn't really change the way they operate when Minshew was in. I know that sounds a little funny because Minshew is not Anthony Richardson, some would say. Uh, but you know, as far as like uh, you know pass rate, rush rate, it all stayed stable. So I think that Josh Downs is here to stay as you know a PPR wide receiver too, maybe low end, uh, kind of a PPR scam as my as my colleague uh, Pat Doherty would say. Uh, and I, I totally agree with that. And I love a PPR scam. Okay, I, you know you can you can accuse me of that because I, I do enjoy a scammy player like Downs. Uh, hopefully the touchdowns you know uh, present itself for Downs going forward. Uh, not really a red zone threat so far. But this team doesn't have 
like you know a solid red zone pass catcher not even michael pittman is seeing those sort of opportunities so i think that that you know the route rate is there the targets are there and uh, this colts defense stinks which means the offense is going to have to keep their foot on the gas throughout these games yeah, Jay, we haven't seen much from Alec Pierce in this passing offense either. They're not really utilizing the tight ends a ton. Downs, you know, nice summer for him, a true slot. You know, he's not going anywhere. He literally lives in the slot. 75% of his targets have come from there. I do see the positive tra- uh, direction going for him. Yeah, I like that you said he literally lives in the slot. Yeah. His, his residence eats. is yeah, uh, in, coffee there. Yes. 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 In, uh, there. in a Casa del Slot. Uh, Josh Downs, his receptions prop on DraftKings is three and a half. Uh, Alec Pierce is two and a half back to the under. Like He is the clear number two guy, and there is upside scope there for a team that they've kind of they've had leads lately as well so they haven't needed to throw particularly in that game in week 2 against the Texans so as Anthony Richardson gets more up to speed if they do have to throw more i think clearly Pittman's the number one guy but then Downs too and then Pierce are kind of distant throw he's been impressive and i think more importantly like i think the Colts as a passing offense are more competent than we thought they're passing more than we thought they were whether it's Richardson or Minshew like and so we like Don's talent. So he's just – I really like the call here by Denny because he's not somebody that's got – we talked about a little bit of him. We talked about him a little bit earlier in the week. But, like, he's not somebody that's getting, uh, you know, a ton of buzz out there in fantasy circles. There's other rookie wide receivers that everyone's – you know, the Rasheed Rices of the world, the Marvin Mims, the, the Quentin Johnstons of the world. But especially in PPR leagues, I like the call here on Josh Downs, Denny. Yep. And Steichen's a good coach, uh, and yep. the offensive line is playing better than it did last year. He also has a great matchup this week against a Rams team that has been targeted relentlessly in the slot. So I think that it could be another double-digit target day for Downs. Denny, let's look on the negative regression side of things. This player in Jerome Ford was the waiver wire darling not that long ago, but you see a tough week ahead against Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, really tough matchup. The fact that he had to play the Titans and now the Ravens is really unfortunate for folks who picked him up and said, hey, I have the Browns' new RB1. And you do, but Kareem Hunt ate into, I think, you know, Ford's workload a little more than we would like to see. I know Hunt is dealing with multiple injuries now. Uh, tough tough week back for the old veteran uh, Hunt. But uh, if Hunt plays this week, you know, you can expect him to split the pass-catching workload with Ford. And Ford has really struggled outside of that long run. If you guys remember, he had against the Steelers, 70-yard run down to the goal line. Besides that, uh, he's he's averaging, you take that out, and I hate to do that. I hate to be the guy who says, if you take the big play out, he hasn't been good. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Uh, he's averaging less than two yards of carry if you take that out. So it is it is been has been tough sledding. I don't know if you're going to get that like upside from Jerome Ford going forward. Now, last week was fine. You got two touchdowns. But that, that, that sort of painted over an otherwise ordinary outing for Ford. Yep. And with Ford as well, one of the best things that he had going for him was that the Browns were two and a half, almost three-point favorites against the Ravens. That's already down to pick now on DraftKings since we started the show. Yeah, and it's because Deshaun Watson, he'll probably be officially less than a questionable, but yep. it's, it's trending yep. down. And the total has dropped two and a half points, so probably less opportunity for touchdowns for Jerome Ford. Denny, you said that, you know, with uh, Ford, you take the big play out and, and it looks a little different. If you take the big play out from Marvin Mims, you wouldn't think he exists. Basically, the only <laughs> thing Marvin Mims does is make big plays because he's running, what, nine routes per game at this point. Uh, so yeah. you see it, Mims has Chicago on deck, which is good, but the usage or lack thereof of Mims has been questionable. You have to uh, sort of have faith in Sean Payton, and I don't know how easy that will be for fantasy managers right now. You have to have faith in Peyton that he will get Mims on the field more. Mims is 
very clearly their best receiver. Like Cortland Sutton right now is their official wide receiver one when you look at air yards and targets and everything. But Mims could be that guy. So projecting forward, you have to believe that he just forces his way onto the field. Through three games, guys, Mims is eighth in uh, pass routes among pass catchers for for Denver. Eighth, okay? Now, we saw a little bit of a of an uptick uh, in playing time against the Dolphins. He had a, a long kick return. He had a, a long reception. These these things, they can't continue unless he gets more playing time, unless he gets more opportunity. We just have to hope for that. As it is now, he's going to regress big time, probably starting this week. Jay, we love the talent of Mims. So the problem is he's just not on the field enough in an offense that it's been better, but that's not saying a whole lot this year. Yeah, I don't think with the season sliding away that Sean Payton is really going to trust the rookie uh, wide receiver either when just because there were two established guys already in Sutton and Judy, and I think disrupting that kind of duopoly is going to be pretty tough for Mims. Yeah, I'm with you as well. Uh, make sure, of course, to head Free over. Marvin Mims. Head Free over. Marvin Mims. <laughs> yeah, you keep on saying Please. that around the whole of MBC. Yes, you just, Listen, you walk hey, in screaming it every day. Yeah, you know what? And by the way, I'll make <laughs> it happen at some point. I'll make it happen at, at some point. Sure. I'm going to make shirts and 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 uh, bumper stickers and maybe shot glasses as well. Mm. Right. Be he's sure a, to head over. Oh, guy in the field. He's got to get him the ball. And they took him early for that reason, but just not playing yeah. enough. Be sure. Is to there head... a question? <laughs> no, there's a statement, but I, <laughs> Is just, there a I, question? I can't get it out. So yeah. goodbye, Danny. Next no, I'm question. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Be sure to head over to the NFL and NBC YouTube channel right after happy hour at 1 p.m. to catch Danny's live Q&A. Oh. Danny, oh. you're a good friend of the show. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> I want Thank everyone you, to Connor. make sure. Yeah, I want everyone to ask Danny about his, uh, about his wardrobe, yes. about his haircut. Yep. Ask Denny who he likes the most on the on the show here, who he likes the least. Right, right now, it's, Matthew, Matthew be right now, I don't know if it's you, Matthew. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you're trending I'm, downward I'm, like I'm, Marvin I'm, I'm definitely at plus money yeah. uh, to, uh, to win that one. There's no question about that. All right, Denny. Hey, we'll see you soon. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Thanks Denny. Later, later, man. The toughest competition of the year is here. The biggest talents in men's rugby take the stage as 20 countries compete for 20 days of heart-pounding, hard-hitting action at the Rugby World Cup. Watch every match live on Peacock all the way through the final on October 28th with games also available on CNBC. When we're going to break, we're coming back. What's on tap for the weekend? Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 
been reported by multiple outlets that Taylor Swift will be in attendance this Sunday uh, in MetLife Stadium for the Chiefs-Jets game. And I am here to announce for the first time she's going to be stopping by fantasy football pregame. <laughs> just to let Taylor Swift know, she doesn't have to go to this game. I just want to make sure that much is clear. It's funny, the Jets are only... Oh, no, no, wait. Are you kidding me? Shut up. He did not mean that. He did not no, mean I, that. No, I absolutely I, did. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, you know what? Damn it. I literally just got a note from HR. You need yeah, to see them after the show. After the show. Yes. Taylor Swift absolutely 100% needs to go to the game that is on NBC and Peacock Sunday night, Connor Rogers. That's but right. before that, you can tune into Fantasy Football Pregame with myself, Jay Croucher, Michael Smith, and yes, T Swizzle, <laughs> live from MetLife Stadium. We're in the parking lot of the, uh, the uh, Applebee's uh, set there. And Fantasy Football Happy Hours, as you see there, Fantasy Football Happy Hour fans at MetLife drink for free. I'm worried. i got to be honest with you guys. I'm worried that even though Taylor Swift, I'm sure, is going to be stopping by again. We haven't heard from her people. We don't have confirmation yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Don't worry. It'll absolutely happen. Um, uh, because, listen, she's accomplished so much in her career, mm. Taylor Swift has. She has much. And, and you think about what hasn't she accomplished, and yeah. it's a very short FF list. And really, down. as far as I can tell, it, the only thing that she has not accomplished in her storied career is being on a – fake football pregame show right. on a streaming network. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, like, that's the pinnacle. That's it. Like, that's the last thing she needs. I think it's like the, that's the EGOT. In the unlikely uh, scenario where she doesn't attend, we need backup Swifts. I think we see what DeAndre's doing yes. with Stromile. It's doing... <laughs> we <laughs> we might find. Get, you know what? Stromile, we actually I think we can get, get Stromile. Well, we might we actually be able to yeah. get Stromile to... Uh, <laughs> the Swift backup list. Yeah, yeah. it's working. Yeah, yeah. we do. Uh, DeAndre, DeAndre might have things to do on a Sunday. Nah, you know, yeah, so fine. whatever. His we will. Gonna cut into uh, but we're working on getting... Uh, we're getting. We're working on getting Taylor Swift uh, there. But anyway, um, but here's the thing. Is what I was going to say. So, FF Happy Hour fans that show up, yes, uh, drink for free because I'm worried the game doesn't start till like eight fifteen oh, yeah. at night, and we're on from eleven to one. <laughs> so that's like, I mean, I know Jets fans like to tailgate. There will be some there. You think so? Yeah, even how I, dire times. These I literally are. think it's going to be uh, us and like there's going to be like four people. Yeah, in, that's probably right. I said yeah, some. Yeah, yeah, some. <laughs> In theory, the tailgate should go even longer because you're watching Zach Wilson play quarterback. You, you right? need to be, so, yeah. you know, glug glug. Yeah, you, yeah, you, uh, you want to be nice and lucid to watch Aaron Rodgers be Patrick yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, no, here's what I'm asking. Here's what you, here's what you should do. You go to your local package store. You buy a case of Bud Light. Cool. You package get in the store. car. Don't open the Bud Light yet. Drive <laughs> to the whenever you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you get on whether you get on the sub. You know, whether you get on the you know the subway, you drive your car, whatever. You come to the parking lot. You take out your Bud Light, you set up a little shop there at, at our Applebee's set, you know, and you enjoy fantasy pregame yep. with myself, uh, with Michael, with Jay, and with Taylor Swift. By the way, <laughs> and up. if you come, like, Jay will Jay will spend time with you during the commercial breaks. He will take pictures. <laughs> he I'll will uh, show Australian you pictures football. of his kids. Yep. He, will, uh, he will give you free bets. Yep. There you go. It'll be fantastic. There are two things us Jets fans do. Yeah. We always win the offseason, always yeah. win the offseason, and tailgate. Way too early. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes for FF three games. I'm I'm predict. Set the line for me. How many fans are there? Set the line for me. Uh, If I was actually going to do it, uh, I'd be like thirty-one and a half. All right. Wow. I'm going to take the under, but (laughs) I'm going to take the under. So we'll see how that all plays out. Anyway, but please tune in uh, Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern on Peacock. All right. It's time for what's on tap. I'm going to use the nickname. I thought you know. 
What's on Tap is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Of course, guys, these are our matchups by with the, way, the highest Bud Light, point also totals. the official beer sponsor of fantasy football. That's Happy right. You hour. see right here. Yeah. We love ourselves some Bud Light here. Matchups with the highest point totals going into this weekend. Listen, nothing is as easy to enjoy as Sunday full of football and a fridge full of beer. These are the games we're locking in, starting with the Dolphins at Buffalo. Why does it have to be a fridge full of beer? Could it be a bathtub full of beer? Could, Could. it be a car full of beer? What about an RV full of beer? Yep. Well, and what about a giant playing, beer can full of beer? Yeah, while we're playing the terminology, I'm still trying to get over the local package store. I'm not sure what that the local package yeah. store is that what we call it in America? You heard of that? A packy, a package store? <laughs> is that where no. you buy beer in America? No, yeah, that's, no. that's what a liquor store is called. Uh, is I just that call just it. a Connecticut thing? Like, yeah, it's definitely a Connecticut <laughs> thing. <laughs> Am I crazy, people? Uh, I pack yeah. In New York, oh, in New York, I just call it the either the corner store, <laughs> the bodega, or the liquor store. All right, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's, wow. Yeah, the package store. The, the package. more you know, uh, the more you know. Anyway, where at whatever you call it, buy Bud Light. There, we love ourselves some Bud Light. We're uh, they're friends of the show. Yep, fridge full of points in uh, Dolphins Bills. Fridge Matthew. full of points, along fridge with those beers. The over under is set at fifty four in this game. And Jay, we're coming off a weekend where. Raheem Moster and Devon A. Chan ran wild in week three. What are your expectations going into a tougher matchup against those Bills? So the big question here, and obviously there are so many players that you are just starting. Josh Allen, Tua, Cook, Mostert, Hill, Diggs, Waddle, even probably Gabe Davis in most leagues. But the question is, is what is the breakdown going to be between Mostert and A-chan, because that's, I think, what is most fantasy relevant. I think you're probably starting both of these guys anyway, because this, this offense is so high-octane. But, Matthew, what do you think? What do you think the breakdown will be in carries? Because I go both ways, where it looked like A-chan had kind of become the primary back in that game against Denver, but then his last touchdown was also, as you can see here, in the fourth quarter with eight minutes left in a game they were already winning by 43 points. So Mostert was the guy who was pulled, and that's usually the I, starters. I think Mostert leads this backfield in touches this week. I think that they decided um, when Jalen Waddle was going to be out that Mostert was actually their bet in terms of how they run their offense in terms of speed with all due respect to River Craycraft and Braxton Berrios that they, they, like it's time. an off it's an off, and by the way Craycraft's not going to play uh, this Sunday as well he's out uh, with an injury but like uh, you know and Durham Smythe and the, you know like it's a team that's built on speed and I think they so Mostert got a lot of more usage in the passing game than we're used to seeing and so my thought is that they just, not that Mostert, a running back, is similar to Waddle, a wide receiver, but just in terms of just in terms of some of the scheming stuff that they did. And so I think now with Waddle back, it'll be much more than what we saw kind of the first couple of weeks. I have HN as 23. So I have as, you know, a high-end flex, obviously. Mostert is my running back 13. So obviously the way I see it is that Mostert, who has 39 touches over the past two weeks, I mean, he's averaging almost 20 touches a game. I did that math in my head, by the way. Literally mm. just right here. 39 touches over two games. I just then I divided it. It's almost 40, so it's like 20. So it's like 19 and a half. Again, like, boom. Like, everyone's like, wow, do you have a steel trap up there? And I kind of <laughs> do. Um, but I feel like uh, Mostert to HN. But I think both are most starts there. I think all these guys, the last one I want to talk about in this game real quickly is you mentioned James Cook. Like, I have James, Cooks as a, as a top, James Cook as a top 10 play this week as well. I know it's been frustrating given the, the red zone usage and that they pull him for like Latavius Murray, but 16 plus touches in every game of the season, back-to-back games with 100 plus yards from scrimmage as well, right? You know, the Dolphins allow the fifth highest yards per carry to opposing running backs this season. James Cook is a guy there. 
Everyone you see on your screen there, as you mentioned, Tua and Josh Allen, Cook, Mostert, HN, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Jalen Waddell, and I think even Gabe Davis, you're starting all of them. Weirdly, the only guy I'm not starting that, that I think is an automatic start in this one is uh, Dalton Kincaid, yep. who just seems to be totally splitting snaps with Dawson Knox and feels like Knox has a better shot at a touchdown. Yep. I think James Cook is third in the league in rushing, which yep. seems insane because it feels like he's gotten no buzz whatsoever. But, I mean, he's getting the work, and this is an amazing offense, and it feels like he has a role that is bigger than, you know, the Devin Singletary role of years past. Yeah, and I think he's going to get in the end zone. I'm like, he's not going to go the whole year without scoring sure. a touchdown. Yep. It's just, you know... He's, you know, but he doesn't, what's been exciting so far is that he hasn't needed that kind of, uh, he hasn't needed the touchdowns to keep his fantasy production, you know, at a good level. Our next game here, guys, the Raiders at the Chargers. The Chargers favored by five and a half points. The over-under is set at 48 and a half. As we led with earlier in the show, Jimmy G is back at practice in a limited capacity. That is a big factor in this game. But let's say he doesn't play, doesn't make it out of concussion protocol, Jay. Do you still like Jacoby Myers, Josh Jacobs, and the rest of this Raiders offense, assuming it would be either Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer? Yeah, that's not great. Those are kind of sad words to say, particularly Brian Hoyer. That would really limit the scope of the offense. But firstly, looks like Garoppolo probably will play if he's in limited practice. And even if he's not, Devontae Adams, you just start Devontae yeah. Adams. You, yeah. I could be playing quarterback. You start Devontae Adams. And then Jacoby Myers is seeing an incredible target share. This offense in the passing game just goes through two guys. And then Jacobs as well. Again, he won the rushing title last yeah, I think you just have to start Josh Jacobs no matter what. 20 or more touches in two of the three games he's played this year. And I think actually, while, again, might not be as efficient, would be effective. Like, again, if it's Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer on the center, they'd lean on the run game even more, feels like. I agree with you. I think it doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. You have to start Devontae Adams. And Jacoby Myers would move down somewhat in my ranks. I am at wide receiver 19 right now. But if it was not Garoppolo and move him down some, but I think I'd still have him inside my top 30 guys. He's played two games this year. He's got 22 targets. That's 11 targets a game. Once again, doing the math, like in my head, like seriously, just like that. I don't, I don't have any notes. You can see it here. I promise you literally just did that in my head. Uh, 11 targets a game, Uh, by the way, no team in the NFL, no team in the NFL has allowed more fantasy points, more yards or more touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. than your Los Angeles chargers Mm. coached by defensive whiz, Brandon Staley. (laughs) Uh, Jacoby Myers getting a lot of work. Yep, and I think the other the other interesting thing of this matchup is who replaces Mike Williams. Yes, we think Josh Palmer is the guy. Quinton Johnson wouldn't feel confident starting him anywhere. Really need to see it more from him. But Palmer is the guy opposite Keenan Allen, who might see 17 targets in this game. I I agree. I want to ask I want to ask Connor your opinion on this uh, question. I I did a radio interview um, before I I came in, and so we were they were asking about Palmer versus Quinton Johnson, and I said you know. Palmer for now, Johnson's more of the stash. Um, they like Quentin Johnson. But I said, honestly, like, they like Josh Palmer, rightly or wrongly. They like Josh Palmer, and he's been productive when he's gotten an opportunity. And so I don't know. I prefer, as a rookie wide receiver, stash on your bench. I prefer Marvin Mims and Rasheed Rice to Quentin Johnston. If you're, if you're stashing a rookie wide receiver on your bench for the second half of the year, I prefer those two guys to Quentin Johnston the host that um, it was Dwayne McFarland who said, I hear you. I like all three guys, but I have Johnston the highest. I'm curious, Connor, what you think about that statement. I would lean more with you. I get the allure with Quentin Johnson because of the offense he's in, but I just think they've kind of shown their hand for three months now that they just don't trust him yet. And maybe it takes another wide receiver injury and Gerald Everett's hurt as well. So once again, another pass catcher that they could be down. 
But with Quentin Johnson right now, I'll say this about Palmer. Palmer coming out of college was a more refined vertical deep threat than Quentin Johnson. It doesn't mean Quentin Johnson wasn't a better prospect. He yeah. was. He was just better at a lot of other things. So they're going to go with the guy in Kellen Moore's pass-happy offense that wants to push the ball down the field a little bit more that they trust in their playbook. And that's Palmer right now where Mims, Jaden Reed, Rasheed Rice, at least we've had the flashes because they actually are on the field more. What's the issue with Quentin Johnson? Is he just an unrefined route runner that they don't trust? It's a little bit of that. Uh, not the most polished hands. And, and t- as great of a player as he was in college at TCU, I think like four or five of his games last year he went over 100 yards. That's a lot of games he didn't. So there was a lot of times he disappeared. So he was more, not a project wide receiver, but you're betting on a big ceiling that was going to take at least a year or two to tap into. And my argument uh, to him was just like, again, not even arguing talent, but right as we talk about, again, fantasy success comes from talent and opportunity. We think all these kids are talented. So who's got a clear path to playing time? Because it's not like, I mean, mean, again, Marvin Mims on a team that need, you know, the Broncos need to do something. That team's going south. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy were both on the trade block this offseason. So, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going, you know, it's, it feels like it's going to be a rebuilding year in Denver. And so, you know, you need to get Mims more touches. He's been so productive in such limited time so far this season. And Rasheed Rice, like, there has yet to be a guy that has emerged from those, that Chiefs passing attack outside of Kelsey. Like, and so Rasheed Rice, who almost scored two touchdowns last week, he was tackled just before the goal line two different times. It's coming, the Rasheed right. and, Rice. And yeah. Mahomes is a guy that, you know, said, go get me, Rasheed Rice. They worked out in the offseason. They drafted him for him. So those guys have a clear path to playing time, significant playing time, that I think Johnston, to, to your point, at this point, needs another injury. Yep, and there's a non-zero chance that Rasheed Rice becomes Patrick Mahomes' number one mm-hmm. wide receiver, which, right. again, that didn't mean a ton last year because of all Juju Smith-Schuster didn't have an amazing year, but still, that gives him uh, a ceiling and a pathway that Quentin Johnson doesn't have to have. They're all stashes, and I don't know that it's a significant difference, but I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like there's more ways that the other guys can get to fantasy success quicker than Quentin Johnston this year, even though I really like Johnston. Our last game here, guys, this one might be a bit of a surprise, but the Vikings at Carolina, the Vikings are four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Panthers in this game. The reason we're talking about it is because the over-under, Jay, is set at 46-and-a-half. The Panthers' passing attack looked a lot better with Andy Dalton in Week 3. Can you can you trust this group of pass catchers with the return of Bryce Young? Not really, but there is an element to the Vikings where from a fantasy perspective, it is kind of a, uh, what is it, a rising tide raises all boats? Is that potentially the thing that you say? Uh, yeah, but the fact that the Vikings offense is so good and the defense has been so bad, I think there will be opportunity. Look, if it's not going to happen for Bryce Young this week against this defense, then he's in, uh, I would think, a little bit of trouble the rest of the season. By the way, and I'm surprised, I mean, maybe it's just the, the entire slate is low, but I I would take the under in this game. Like, I'm really surprised. I I get it. The the Vikings offense is awesome. But the game's not on turf. The game's in Carolina on the grass. Um, And the Panthers' defense has not been awful this year. I I know the schedule has been, you know, hasn't they haven't played a bunch. But, like, they played Seattle last week. I mean, they're so far through three weeks of the season, they're a top-ten pass defense. Again, some of it's because teams have been able to run against them. But I don't see them putting up – I feel like they're going to – I think the Panthers are going to play at a methodical pace with Bryce Young back as well. And so the Vikings are not going to need to score a ton here to win this game. And I don't know. I just I, I don't see this being like a big explosion of fantasy points. I mean, I think you're starting the obvious Vikings, right? You're, you're starting Cousins. You're, you're starting Jefferson. You're starting Hawkinson. Um, I think you're probably starting Jordan Addison. 
probably squinting and starting Alexander Madison and not feeling good about it, right? As you see it there on your screen. I mean, I have Madison as a top 15 play this week. Uh, you know, but on the on the other side, Adam Thielen's the only guy that I feel decent about. I'm as a top 30 wide receiver. You're not starting Hurst. I don't feel great about DJ Shark just yet. I mean, obviously you're starting Miles Sanders, I guess. You know, but because um, because of the volume, he's going to get in this great matchup with the Vikings run defense. But Miles Sanders and Adam Thielen are the only guys in the Panthers that you feel like are must starts here. Yep. And look, I mean, the line is Vikings minus four and a half. The total is forty six and a half. So the market's expecting like a twenty six to twenty one Vikings win. And yeah, it's kind of hard to see Bryce Young getting to twenty one points. The Vikings are probably going to have to go off for that total to go over. We just haven't seen anything yet from Bryce Young. Like, have no, he disappointed seen... you so far? Yeah, he's not seeing the field physically. He's obviously a smaller guy, so there's a lot of limitations of what you can't do with him, and he's going to have to honestly have his success off of rhythm and timing. And to also be fair to Bryce Young, with the offensive line in front of him, there is no rhythm and timing. The wide receivers around him, Adam Thielen's been fine, but there hasn't been a lot around him that plays in the system that he likes to play. So it's kind of all worlds colliding and not the best way for his rookie season. And by the way, think about who the Vikings have played this year. The Vikings have had to have this incredible comeback offense where they've been chucking it all over the field because they were down to the Eagles. They were, you know, playing. Yeah. They were in a shootout with the Chargers, right? I mean, even Tampa Bay showed up week one, and they're like, oh, wow, actually. Baker okay, Rayfield. we got now all of a sudden, you know, the Bucks. Like, okay, now we get – I don't think they're going to have to do that against the Panthers. They're yeah. not all going to have to, like, throw – you know, Kirk Cousins is not going to have to throw 45 times in this game. Yep, agreed. This is, again, kind of last chance saloon for Alexander Madison because Cam Akers now right. expecting him to be active and more in the fold. If Madison has a bad game in this matchup, then it might be the Cam Akers show from next Again, week. he's gotten lucky with it. That's a great point, Jay. He's gotten lucky with the fumbles, Alexander Madison, but he's had some bad fumbles that they've ended up recovering. But Kevin O'Connell actually talked about it in the press conference. It's like he didn't specifically you know, say anything about Madison. He's just like, we're having too many turnovers. They, I believe they lead the NFL in turnovers as we enter week four. And so he's just like, we've got to hold on to the ball, and they're just not doing that. So um, I, I'm with you, Cam Akers, who's familiar with the offense, and the, you know, the coach has traded for him. Yeah, Madison has a very short leash. That'll do it for What's on Tap, presented by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. We're going to break one last time. When we're back, it's last call. Jay and I have our undefeated pickup lines for Matthew. I'm just going to say this right now, Jay and Connor. You two both are also easy to enjoy. (laughs) All right. Just like Bud Light. You're the Bud Light of the show. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. All right, fellas, it's that time of the week. Jay and I got pickup lines. Matthew has to make a decision. Let's look at the biggest spreads of the week, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. Jay, what do you got for Mr. Barry this week here at the Happy Hour Bar? Well, first of all, we've got a lot of big lines on the board here. I'm with Matthew thinking the Cardinals getting two touchdowns against the Niners is a little bit big, particularly if Debo Samuel doesn't play. And I hate to say it, but I kind of like the Commanders plus nine against the Eagles as well. We remember the Commanders, in fact, beat the Eagles last year when they were undefeated. Don't like your Jets as much, uh, Connor. Getting only it. nine points against Patrick Mahomes. But uh, in terms of my pickup line... And you already told me, like, I like the under in the, uh, in the Panthers-Vikings yep, game. under yeah. 46 and a half. Yep. My pickup line, Matthew, is... Uh, and by the way, these pickup lines are undefeated. We haven't yes. lost on one of them yet. It's, so it's, I, it it I really is true, because like we do this segment on Fantasy Football Pregame as well. And so you guys pitched me pickup lines um, last week. You and Michael Smith and Lawrence Jackson picks uh, – you and Lawrence, I should, not Michael, but you and Lawrence pitched me lines. We're 9-0 and on the season. And by we, I really mean these guys. I just – I just like I choose one, but, but I that can't means you up. haven't this chosen one, wrong. That's right. That's and I love segments <laughs> like that where I can't screw it up because those segments don't come along very often for your boy Maddie. So yeah, give me a couple of winners here, guys. Why can't you introduce Maddie today? Yeah, it's, it's, you haven't really time. used the kind We've of self reflection for how long now? And Matty that's a new one. Yeah. I like the introduction of this uh, this Maddie character. Yeah. Okay, uh, my pickup line to keep the streak alive, unbeaten, Ezekiel Elliott. His rushing total against uh, the Dallas Cowboys, who he's familiar with, is only 27 and a half rushing yards. He had 16 carries yeah. for 80 yards against the Jets. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson doesn't look right, or at least he doesn't look good. And just quietly, the worst rushing defense in the entire league by success rate against the Dallas Cowboys. So I think that Zeke is going to get work against his old team. I think he's going to have enough success on the ground to get the 28 rushing yards. That's tiny. So yeah. Zeke over 27 and a half. Cowboys 25th against the run through three weeks um, as well. All right. I like it, Jay. I'm going with Bengals covering the two and a half points against the Titans. Listen, I think this is the last week that the books look at the Titans as a highly competitive in every game kind of team. Their offensive line has been really, really bad. Their secondary can't cover anyone. I also think Burrow's injury is baked into this line, which I understand. But him and Chase got going last week. They started to look right again. Burrow's been back at practice. It's the classic case of the Bengals starting off slow. I mean, this is a get-well game for the Bengals against. The Titans' front is tough, but I don't think that matters. I think they can get the quick passing game going to all their weapons against an awful Titans secondary. Just quickly, half the Titans' team is on the injury report as well. Yeah, I think those are both really good bets. I'm going with Connor here. I, I do. I think Burrow's on my love list. I think this is, you know, quote, a coming out party for Joe Burrow this year. It's going to be fully healthy. Yeah, I, I don't think they have any problem covering the two and a half. So I like both bets, but give me uh, Joe Burrow as well. Real quickly, by the way, while we're in the break, uh, David Newton covers the Panthers for ESPN, tweeting out uh, Panthers running back Miles Sanders is questionable for Sunday with a groin injury. You would certainly like Chuba Hubbard getting a majority of the work against the Vikings and their bottom 12 run defense. So, interesting. Watch the Miles Sanders injury. We'll have more on Fantasy Football Regame with uh, Jay and Michael Smith and Taylor Swift live from uh, MetLife Stadium, 11 a.m. Eastern on Peacock on Sunday morning. For Connor and Jay, I'm Matthew. It's closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace out! Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NextGuard Plus. 
Afoxiloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus Chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work.